all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another off-season episode of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis. And we have another jam-packed episode in store for you guys today. We're going to talk about some news from the Senior Bowl, as Mac Jones had an interview with the Saints, which is very interesting. The Alabama quarterback, who just went off in 2020 with the Crimson Tide on his way to a national championship. We're going to look into him as the Saints are obviously interested in him. They had an interview with him, and you know he likes the Saints, it seems. He liked the way that the interview went, and he said he hoped the Saints felt the same way. So that's obviously really good. Also, Jamie Newman, another quarterback the Saints looked at at the Senior Bowl, So it's definitely really interesting. The Saints are obviously looking at their options here at quarterback ahead of, you know, probably a year without Drew Brees. We don't know that for sure because he hasn't made his full announcement yet, but I bet he will in the coming weeks. I mean, just quickly, I mean, I feel like everyone's on the guy to say retire, retire, retire. Last year, he'd announced he was coming back until after the Super Bowl. So definitely expect an announcement after the Super Bowl. And I don't think this impedes the Saints for making a move for a guy like Matthew Stafford, who looks like he's going to get traded before the Super Bowl, because I think we all know that Breeze will inevitably retire here, and it's kind of just a matter of time. And I think the Saints feel that too, and I, I feel like they're in contact with Breeze probably a lot to talk about this decision, probably lockstep with him every step of the way, just like they have been the last 15 years with Drew. So again, I feel like if you're the Saints... You're planning for definitely Brees to leave and have a quarterback transition. Just the way Sean Payton spoke in his uh, press conference, kind of his last press conference of the 2020 season. To me, he spoke like we're in a QB transition. Talked about Taysom, talked about Jameis Winston, didn't really talk about Brees. So I feel like that's just kind of what it is there. And he said the impending transition, uh, transition of quarterback. So obviously that's something that I feel like the Saints are definitely looking at here going forward. And they know it's kind of just when is Brees going to formally announce it. But, I mean, I don't think this stops them for trying to get that next QB. Like, if a Matthew Stafford, a good Matthew Stafford trade was on the table, I think the Saints take it, even if it was before the Breeze news, because they probably would just keep it hush-hush until Breeze formally announced his retirement, then they would announce the Stafford news. And that's really how I feel that would go. So, again, it is very interesting, and a lot of people are saying, oh, why isn't Breeze said Is That means he's coming back. I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, I, I would say that... Basically, at this point, to me, I, I would be so, so surprised if Breeze came back to play. So I wouldn't expect it to happen. I bet his formal announcement of his retirement will come after the Super Bowl. That's just my prediction, but uh, that's really what it is there. So the whole thing with Mac Jones, Jamie Newman at the Senior Bowl, we'll get into that in our news segment. And then after, we're going to recap the skill position group. So running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, we're basically going to look at those groups And we're going to recap the season, what was good, what was poor, what do they need to work on, where's the holes, and I feel like this group is actually really good. I mean, you look at the running backs, really deep, wide receivers, really deep, and then they showed it this year, just how deep they were, just with all the injuries. Tight end, you have a little of an issue, but again, that's what we'll talk about here in our second segment. But starting off with our news here, and the big thing here with the Saints this this weekend, this week, was Matt Jones and Jamie Newman getting... Um, meetings with the Saints at the Senior Bowl. And this was obviously in kind of the wake of 
all those Matthew Stafford rumors that he's going to get traded and a lot of Saints fans want him. Obviously, Jameis Winston, the Saints love him and they definitely want to bring him back. I feel like if they didn't get a Stafford, I feel like they definitely bring back Jameis. And uh, he had a um, interview with Michael Vick and I mean, Jameis, he said all the right things. And um, again, it feels like this, you know, you look at Winston, his career and you're like, this guy definitely progressed forward. Like that was what I got out of that interview. And you know, he's growing up, maturing as a player. And for him and his longevity in the league, that's great to see. But that was kind of the news all week. A lot of quarterback news that the Saints are looking for a new quarterback. So, again, all that news is going to be at quarterback. Last week, we had a full quarterback episode with Joe McGuan. And, again, we talked about all things Saints quarterbacks. And this, we'll still talk about it here with Mac Jones and Jamie Newman. But then we're also going to move over to talk about the skill position group as well. So, getting into Mac Jones... And Jones said in an interview, also Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, and then also Canal Street Chronicles, they said that Mac Jones had a formal interview with the Saints, and then Jones said that he liked the interview, he thought it went really well, and he said he hoped the Saints feel the same way, and he said that he looked at their playbook, and it was similar to the one he learned with the Panthers um, to go through the Senior Bowl, because that's what offense they were running in the Senior Bowl, the Panthers coaches were the coaches of Mac Jones's team. He didn't actually play in the game because he had a foot injury, but anyway, he did have an interview with the Saints. And again, Jones is a guy that I could see as a Saints quarterback because he's a guy that takes care of the ball well. He does all the little things correct. It's just, I mean, some things you're questioning is can he do it without these great wide receivers at Alabama that were getting wide open, easy throws? Like, could he do it there? And at the senior bowl, he did show that he could. He threw um, passes with anticipation, which was great to see. He read coverage as well. I mean, obviously, there's going to be hitches in the, you know, hitches in the road here and obstacles because he's a young QB still. But he does have a pro makeup if all this stuff that he did at Alabama comes true. But you don't know that because he had an amazing offensive line. He had amazing wide receiver corps. He had a great running back as well. And again, you know, you see he can facilitate that well. But what can he do in an NFL offense that may not have all that talent going up against a great defense? So again, that's something that is definitely a little bit questionable with him. But after you go from Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, he's kind of in that next kind of tier with Trey, even maybe Trey Lance may be in his own second tier, but then the third tier is Mac Jones, and then also Kyle Trask, who's another guy that was in a great offense, threw the ball deep a lot, had great numbers, but can they get it done in the pros? And I think that's something you definitely have to question. And look, did, it, did he shed some light on it this week? Yes, and he had a good week at the Senior Bowl, but it's still the Senior Bowl. You won't see it until he gets starts in the pro level, which is something that Again, I feel like you hold back on with Mac Jones. With the 28th pick, if they really feel like he's the guy, you go out and pick him. But, I mean, right now, I mean, with the first-round pick, I feel like Winston would be better right now. I feel like, obviously, Matthew Stafford would be better better right now. Maybe even Taysom Hill. Um, just, I mean, you don't really know what you're getting out of Jones right now. You, you would like to see maybe down the line, if you, if you want to draft him and maybe bring Winston in for one year and have uh, Jones sit behind Winston and then basically have a QB battle, basically, to see who's better... Maybe that's the way they go about it, but uh, it seems like the way Jones played, he may actually move up to like the 15th range, 15th pick range. Saints are at 28th, so they would obviously have to trade up to get him in that case, which I don't know if they would do. Again, it's all interesting. I mean, look, they did do a similar trade to get Marcus Davenport and give up two firsts, and we all know how that didn't really work out so far as well as maybe the Saints have hoped, but I feel like when you look at Mac Jones, I mean, look, he's able to facilitate the ball, anticipate throws, which is great, but there is... 
that downside that he played with all that talent and maybe they were masking his inefficiencies and his liabilities. Like that could easily have been the case. We've seen it with a ton of Alabama quarterbacks and like how they just get so open. And I mean, at a certain point, it is easy when you have all of that talent from, you know, Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, to Jalen Waddell, to Najee Harris. All these guys are so good, and they're all going to be first-round talent or close to first-round talent. What is he going to do when you get away from that, when you play much better defenses, and you may not even have as much talent? So that's something you definitely look out for. But you look at these stats, I mean, 41 touchdowns to four interceptions. He has a great PFF grade. I mean, look at, like, the PFF war, which is wins above replacement. His was, like, the fifth best in the country as, you know, as a college player. I mean, 4,500 yards. That's obviously really good for him. And, again, he definitely had an amazing year. I mean, look, he was a Heisman runner-up. I mean, he was right there. But, again, having all those weapons in Alabama definitely has nothing to do with that success. No doubt. And you just look at all the quarterbacks that come out of Alabama. We haven't seen a lot of successful ones here. And, and I'm not going to say, like, that's obviously a bad argument. Say, oh, well, those guys weren't good. Now, let's, you know, that means Mac Jones will be good. No. But I feel like it's just a concern that if you take away all that talent, what is Mac Jones? And, yes, we saw some of it this week here at the Senior Bowl, and he played really well. And maybe that means that's good. But that's one week and, you know, in an all-star game. To me, the only way you're really going to find it out is when you get him in training camp, you get him in preseason games, and really try to see what he's going to be able to do. It would be a very, very interesting move for the Saints if they went out and drafted him in the first round. Maybe he falls and they trade up to him to get him in the second round. I don't really know, but when you look at Jones, I think he's going to go in that 15th area, especially because he showed out in the the Senior Bowl. I mean, I, I think he was voted by the opposing secondary as the top quarterback, so obviously that's big for him, like... Again, so those are things that when you look at Jones, is he worth trading up to get the first round pick? I don't know. I don't know if he's worth trading probably another first round pick to go up and get him. I feel like guys like Zach Wilson, I think they're worth it. And I feel like Zach Wilson's worth it. I feel like obviously Trevor Lawrence would be worth it and Justin Fields. I think they'd all be worth trading picks for, but Mac Jones, not 100% sure. It's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's a guy that, look, I feel like has all you know, has, has a lot of those good, um, intangible skills, but I mean, does he have other things we don't really know yet? Cause again, when you're playing with such great talent around you, they can mask a lot of your liabilities. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. And then Jamie Newman, the quarterback from Wake Forest, he's a guy that is definitely more of a developmental guy, but he is an amazing athlete, physical runner. I mean, he definitely, has a great arm as well. So that's all good stuff. He didn't have the best of games in the Senior Bowl, but you see those raw, you know, abilities are there. He has a great arm. He's, you know, physical and he's a good runner, good athlete. Kind of reminds you of Taysom Hill a little bit, you know, just looking at all the intangibles, right? I mean, you know, great athlete, good runner, big arm, but has trouble with decision-making. We know Taysom has that for sure. Field vision, accuracy, progressions, all that stuff. Like that's gonna, you know, he's gonna have to develop that and Again, it's interesting to see the Saints look at, you know, another QB. I I mean, look, if he's a day two pick, third round pick, fourth round pick, whatever it ends up being for the Saints, I wouldn't be that like, I mean, like it kind of is what it is. I mean, you know, you bring him in here to be a developmental guy, sit behind a guy like Jameis Winston, maybe, and see if he pans out. Maybe he ends up being a star. You don't really know when it comes to when it comes to Newman. But I mean, he has all of these great raw abilities. You got to bring it all together and it's going to take more than one year. So that's why you have a Taysom Hill still on the roster. You have a guy like James Winston still on the roster, obviously, if you would go re-sign him. So that would obviously all need to be to me in place if you're going to go draft Jamie Newman. Like, he's not going to be your starter week one of the 2021 season. 
But I feel like if everything comes together, he could definitely be an NFL starter. So that's interesting. And he's another guy that, I mean, you may not want to draft him because you may see that in Taysom Hill, like the mobile, the arm, but he has progression issues. Like you may see that in Taysom Hill already, and he's probably a little farther on that progression. So it's interesting to see how it all goes. But if you're only going to use a day two or day three pick on Newman and Sean Payton likes him, like I definitely always trust Sean Payton. You guys know my motto. Definitely I wouldn't be adverse to picking Newman. And look, I mean, seeing him and Winston and Hill, that's a lot of potential in one quarterback room. And you're hoping one of those guys hits. And again, all of that potential is there. It's just kind of then trying to develop all of it, which would be definitely very interesting to see. But that's just kind of what it is here from the Senior Bowl about the draft here looking at QBs. The one thing I will say with the Saints looking at a few QBs here at the Senior Bowl, they're definitely looking at all their options. And I know they haven't been rumored to get a guy like Matthew Stafford or Sean Watson or whatever, but I bet they're looking into it, to be quite honest with you. Probably more Matthew Stafford because he's going to cost a lot less. But they definitely are looking into it, I feel. And that's something that, to me, is is very interesting. Like, they're going to explore every option. Like, we know that. The thing with Tom Brady, like, Tom Brady may have went to the Saints if Breeze retired. He probably would have went to the Saints if if Breeze retired and who knows what would have happened then but the Saints are looking at all of their options I think that shows you that I think that looking at these quarterbacks doing their due diligence in the draft is definitely part of it as well so again it's definitely all very very interesting there and again when looking at what the Saints are doing with these quarterbacks and I mean to me at the end of the day I think they're gonna end up with Hill and Winston and they're gonna have a QB battle and I feel like Sean Payton could develop Winston to be your guy and again I said it last week our last episode, I should say. And I feel like Winston, I want to see him. I'm really curious about what he can do because you see his highlights and you're like, some of these throws are outstanding. Like, I mean, the Saints, you, know, you look at some of the throws Winston had and Breeze couldn't make those throws now. And he probably couldn't have made them since like a 2018, 2017 season. And some of these throws are just really nice. And the deep balls there, just again, his decision-making, some of his mechanics weren't, you know, the best, but he's working to fix that. He got the coach, the personal coach, the throwing coach to fix that. He was able to get the LASIK surgery to, to help with his eyesight if that was an issue. And it just looks like a change of attitude with Hill. It looked like he learned a ton from Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I mean, he made all the right decisions in 2020 for now a better outcome in 2021. And I think he deserves a shot to at least see what he's got. And I, I think we're going to see that. And hopefully there's some preseason games so we get to see that kind of QB battle in motion. It would definitely be very, very interesting. But I feel like that's probably... The highest percentage, then maybe a guy like Stafford getting a guy like Stafford. And uh, to me, I, I don't see a Deshaun Watson trade happening. I do not see a Aaron Rodgers trade happening. I mean, right now, I mean, I think Stafford's probably a low probability, but there is a probability I think that happens. And I feel like the most likely a situation is you go in with Hill and Winston. I think you signed Winston like a one-year $8 million deal, something like that. And then, you know, you ride with those two. You to me, you, I think Loomis is going to bring everything back. I think Sean Payton's going to bring everything back. The Saints will try to make this team better. I think they're going to retain their team. I think they're going to add a few pieces, but it's not going to be any star pieces, obviously. It's going to really be the pieces in the building right now. So if they can retain a lot of this team, I don't think they're going to retain a guy like Trey Hendrickson, but I do think they retain a guy like Marcus Williams. So that's just another thing there. And I feel like right now you're able to extend Ramchek, extend Lattimore, set yourself up to keep this base together for the future, and then you can go from there. I think Janoris Jenkins stays on this team. I mean, I don't know about Quan Alexander, but I think then you would bring in a linebacker to do similar things to him, or maybe Zach Bond takes the next step. The one area where I see the Saints not getting really in a replacement for a player that's leaving is, to me, 
Trey Hendrickson. I, I think they're going to ride with Marcus Davenport. You have to. You give up two two first-round picks for him. It's now time for him to step up, and you have to put your eggs in that basket, especially with the cap situation and everything, and he's going to be your guy. Maybe you sign someone like Alex Anzalone, or no, excuse me, Alex Okafor for like a one-year $3 million deal or something, and like to bring him back maybe into the fold, get a veteran pass rusher there. But overall, right now, I, I feel like this Saints team, they're going to come in here. They're probably going to come up with a veteran or a veteran-type quarterback with Winston and Hill. I guess they're not veterans, but a quarterback that has started here in the league before. And then you're going to put a good team around them and see what they can do. And I feel like this is your tryout year for these two guys. And whoever ends up starting, it's your tryout year to see if you can be a franchise QB with a great team around you, which not a lot of guys get, especially a lot of veterans. Usually... If you get a, if you get another chance after you know your first five years of rookie contract, it's usually with a bad team. Now you know look guy like Jameis Winston, he played his cards correctly. He can get a chance to start here with the Saints, a great roster around him. It would definitely be something interesting to see. But that's really the case here for the Saints quarterbacks and the Saints team. We are going to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to get into our skill position groups: running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. Now we're going to get into our 2020 recap here of the skill position group with the running backs, receivers, and tight ends. And we're just going to jump right into that here, looking at these groups, starting off with the running backs. And I thought this group did an amazing job. I mean, you look at it, Alvin Kamara was playing an all-pro level he has 16 rushing touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns. He ends up with 21 total touchdowns. I mean, what a year from him. 932 rushing yards from Kamara. He was also the leading uh, receiver as well with 756 yards. I mean, he had 83 receptions with snaps like that 81 streak when he had receptions like for his first few years in the NFL. Now he snaps that streak. But still, he had an amazing season, like so, so good. And again, he was playing with four games without Breeze when you had Taysom Hill in, who didn't really know how to use Kamara correctly. But overall, five yards of carry, I mean, he was amazing. I mean, 58 first downs. You look at a guy like Kamara, and he was just that good and everything. I mean, you know, you're looking at some stats like DVOA really high, effective yards, which is also done by football outsiders. He had over 2,000 effective yards, which is just like all of his yards together. And again, he had just had such um, a great season. And when you look at it, he was a huge part of the Saints offense for a really long time, you know, throughout when they were out Mike Thomas and they were without guys like Emmanuel Sanders. And, you know, you, you saw Kamara step up and he was just that good. He missed the last game at the end of the season, but even in the playoffs, Kamara was great as well. And he's a guy that I feel like he looks fresh throughout the whole year, which is great to see, especially after that injury riddled season in 2019, he came back off of also a contract extension, and he had a year, and I think he continues that next season, and that's going to be a vocal part of the Saints offense when you have a new quarterback, have to run the ball, have to have a security blanket, Alan Kamara is your guy, he is so, so important to this team, and he's underpaid, let's just go out and say it, Alvin Kamara is underpaid for a season like this, and you kept him fresh, like as I said before, didn't have 200 attempts, he didn't have this huge, huge load, he just, I mean, this is kind of like the next evolution of a running back going into a guy that can run, that can catch, all that stuff. He is that next generation here, and he looked amazing this year. And 
to me, I don't see why he can't continue that into next year. And he really uh, progressed when a lot of people said he regressed in 2019. And everyone's like, oh, can we get him back to that 2018 level? He surpassed that. So kudos to Alvin Kamara. He just had an awesome season. Latavius Murray, I mean, to me, he was a really good complement of Kamara. as kind of that bruiser. He had 656 yards. He had the four uh, running touchdowns. He also had a few receiving touchdowns as well. Um, so th- that's obviously really good as well. He had the, the playoff touchdown, the playoff receiving touchdown. He had one touchdown also um, in the regular season receiving. And to me, he was a really good complement to Kamara. Did really good um, when he got his his touches, four and a half yards a carry. Good replacement for Mark Ingram, who Ingram is now going to be released. So, I mean, it seems like that was a good decision to sign Murray for a little less in a contract over Mark Ingram. So to me, good job from Latavius Murray. Taysom Hill also ran um, the QB. And again, he had eight touchdowns, which is obviously good for him. He's so good in those short areas. 5.3 yards a carry. The fumbles were the issue. It's seven fumbles, which is not so good. He had three lost fumbles, but seven fumbles is not good. He's going to have to fix that. But something going forward here, and he's going to be on this team in 2021 most likely, so he's going to be really important. If he's not quarterback, he's going to be really important in those short yardage areas, all that stuff. And he is another really skillful runner. And then behind all of them, you had a guy like Ty Montgomery, who's just sitting there with you know a veteran. And you saw that because like the whole COVID game where all the running backs were out, a guy like Ty Montgomery comes in there and runs for 100 yards, just toe hump, right? I mean, it's just crazy. So really nice season for the Saints running the ball. And going forward, like all these guys are coming back. They're coming back fresh. They're coming back healthy. That's all really nice stuff to see. And I think sky's the limit next year for this, for that group. And this offense, I mean, you know, I know they're losing their quarterback, but you look at it down the line. Also, wide receivers. I mean, I thought they played really good this year. I think Michael Thomas, the issue is here when when looking at this season, the output may not be great just because you had so many injuries. So you're hoping you don't have as many injuries next year, especially with your star in Michael Thomas. Because Michael Thomas only plays seven games this season, and it's hurt throughout the whole season. I think you may see a similar, like, Alvin Kamara, where he, you know, was hurt all year in 2019, but came back in 2020 and had this monster season. I think Michael Thomas has the same thing, or same type of thing. I think whoever's the quarterback, he's going to have a big year, and you're going to see the return of those kind of vertical routes with Michael Thomas that he can run. He ran them in college really well. Like, when Ohio State won that national championship... They were running these these vertical routes with Michael Thomas. Cardell Jones on that big arm was throwing to him. The first few years with Breeze, the same thing happened. And then as Breeze's arm diminished, you saw kind of these short routes come into place, but an in intermediate stuff. But, I mean, again, I feel like Michael Thomas coming back healthy, you're going to see another dimension for him. And I think he's going to have a huge year. And maybe that's optimistic, but that's just kind of how I see it. Coming off of the injury, I think he's, you know, you learn things when, you know, you have an injury-riddled season. Alvin Kamara talked about this where you kind of pick things up, you kind of know your body better. And I think that's going to help him, you know, progressing and training in this offseason going into next season. So I do think that's going to be really important for him. You have Emmanuel Sanders. He should come back. People are talking about maybe cutting him, but I wouldn't. I'd actually keep him just because, to me, the dead money is like $6 So you're only saving $4 With that $4 can you get the same caliber, caliber receiver, excuse me, of Emmanuel Sanders? You cannot. So you keep Sanders in that case. He had 61 catches on 82 targets. Kind of, he he had to play the the first receiver in some games, and I, I feel like, look, he did all right. I feel like he's definitely more of a high end second receiver, but he definitely picked up the slack. He had five touchdowns, came into the offense nicely, so I don't think that's a problem. Had over 700 yards. I mean, you know, you're looking at him. I thought he had a good playoffs as well. Good veteran presence. I really hope the Saints keep him because I, I think he's a really solid number two, and then number three, Traquan Smith. I think Smith had a pretty solid season as well. Only 34 catches, but 
450 yards. He had the four touchdowns. I think he actually progressed this year, not only with, um, you know, routes and as a receiver, he got better as a blocker as well. And you saw it there and he's really valuable to this team. So they're going to keep him. And, you know, he's a guy that I think is really positive to this offense. So again, I think Traquan's coming into his own. I know he had the struggles earlier um, in his career and this was kind of a make or break year. And I think he made it. And maybe he didn't make it as a star receiver, but he made it as a nice role receiver that if he keeps progressing, he definitely has a future on this team. Then Deontay Harris, only 20 catches, only played nine games, but you saw in the playoffs, I mean, look, if he didn't get hurt in that Bucks game, I think the Saints may actually have won it just because how he was playing. And he was that electric. He was that good. And really, I feel like he's a guy that if he keeps getting better and better, he could be a deep threat that teams are legitimately scared of game in and game out. He catches some big balls from, you know, a guy like Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. And, you know, you're definitely thinking about him next year to have a lot of big plays. And that's something that's really exciting out of an undrafted guy, out of Assumption College Division Three. Like, to me, that's great to see from him. And, again, as your fourth receiver, I think he fits in really nice. Like, those top four receivers, and we're going to get into our fifth receiver. I mean, that is a ton of depth. And, you know, you, everyone does a good thing. Like you have Michael Thomas, he's your star receiver. He's, you know, he does everything. He's your alpha. You know, he's your best receiver in the league type player. Then you have Emmanuel Sanders, who's a great veteran number two, great route runner, shifty, has a lot of tools in the belt and like all that stuff. Then you have your third receiver with Traquan Smith, who could catch the deep ball, catch balls over the middle, uh, make some big runs after the catch, but then also really good blocker, really good at that stuff. That's really more of his forte. And then you have a guy like Deontay Harris, which is just a burner, and he can, and he can outrun anybody. Like that is four guys that do a lot of different things, and to me, that's a really solid receiver group. And all of them should be coming back in 2021, so that's important. And then your fifth guy, who is your undrafted receiver from this year, Marquez Callaway, comes in here, and I know he only had 21 catches. But when they needed someone to step up, he was the guy. And he, to me, had a great season, great first season. And he, to me, he's going to continue to get better and better every season. And he's a guy that can block as well. And he can come in and do a lot of different roles. You know, he can catch those third downs. He can catch balls in traffic. He can get position. And he can catch the deep ball as well. I mean, to me, that's really important as your fifth receiver. Like, he's your fifth receiver. He can be other other teams' two or three receivers. That's, to me, his level of play. And I think he keeps on progressing and we're not going to talk about him, oh, he's a good undrafted player. We're going to talk about him as, oh, he's a good player. And that, to me, these five guys keep them together. There's no holes in that list if everyone comes back healthy. I know that they didn't have the best seasons here. It's because everyone was hurt. No one played 15 games, or 16 games, excuse me. No one played 16 games of that group. And no one actually even played 15 as well, so only 14 and higher. So this group was just banged up a lot. So that was kind of the reason where you saw a lot of inconsistencies. You saw guys like... Um, Jawan Johnson get playing time, which you're hoping if guys stay healthy, you don't see a, a practice squad type player. Little Jordan Humphrey, same thing. But I feel like if these guys stay healthy, I really think they're going to have a big year. And there's really nothing you know you can do against that. You have the depth if major injuries happen. But I mean, right now, I mean, I think Michael Thomas comes back has a good season. I think Emmanuel Sanders, you're going to continue to get good play out of him. Same with Traquan, all those guys. So again, right now. I'm feeling pretty solid about this this group, really solid. And then as your sixth receiver, I mean, you have a guy like Ty Montgomery there. You have a guy like little Jordan Humphrey, a guy like Jawan Johnson. Like, I mean, all these guys are there, and they could all pitch in and do that. Austin Carr, like, it's your sixth receiver. You don't have to have a star as your sixth guy. And a lot of people are kind of clamoring, oh, maybe the Saints should pick a receiver. No, you don't need to. You don't need to this year. You can, I think, take your chances in the undrafted on the undrafted realm, but... 
I feel like right now I wouldn't draft a receiver. If anything, I draft a tight end. But um, again, I, I probably wouldn't draft any pass catcher just because I feel like this group is really solid. And I, and I have faith in everybody in this group. And I, I feel like with a guy like Jameis Winston that can throw the deep ball, I, I think you see this group actually get better in some areas. And uh, to me, it's going to be really interesting to see. But um, again, I really like that group. And I, I'm actually feeling really strong about those guys. And then tight end, that's really the area I wanted to talk about, a place where you're looking for fixes. Like all the other groups, I actually like that group. I hope they all stay together. Like this whole offense, really everywhere, obviously besides quarterback, that's going to be a hole. But besides that, if they came back with the same team, basically without Jared Cook, but let's say everyone came back and you didn't even replace Cook with anybody I think this is a really, really solid group. Whoever comes in quarterback is going to be, you know, they have a lot of different weapons. And I feel like that is huge and it's really important. A lot of the retooling is going to have to go on defense because you have a lot of guys, you know, up for a new contract and all that stuff, extensions. But when you look at the offensive side, look at Ryan Ramchek as an extension. But besides that, everyone's good to go, which is obviously huge. It's so, so big. So, I mean, again, and then you just have to worry about the quarterbacks, obviously. But overall... I mean, that's a really good situation to me. And now looking at these tight ends, this is where things get a little dicey. Jared Cook was your third leading receiver, believe it or not, with 504 yards. He had seven touchdowns, was actually the most on the team with receiving touchdowns, which is interesting. But too many ups and downs from Jared Cook. And Chris Rose Vogelu made a really good point. was like the reason that Cook hasn't really made a home for himself and he's always on different teams is because he's too inconsistent. And we saw it this year, just too inconsistent. And last year as well, he, you know, an underperforming first half, then went off in the second half, and then this year was just up and down the whole year. And we thought that the the first half was because he was just not on page with Breeze because it was the first half of the season, and then Bridgewater was in there. It's just too much change for a new player. But then you saw him come back in um, 2020, and the same type of things were happening at, to me, even a worse rate. You saw too much up and down plays, the big fumble in the NFC Divisional round, all that stuff, and it came back to bite you. And look, I know he caught the seven touchdowns, the 500 yards, 37 receptions. That's great, but he's not getting any younger. And he's a guy I'd let go. And you're not going to pay him $11 million for sure. So I let him go. And again, I feel like maybe if he wants to sign on a very short contract and a very small, less than $5 million, maybe. But I don't. Th- I think some other team will pay him $5 million. So I hold back on him. And then Adam Troutman steps up. And he was an amazing blocker this season, an amazing blocker for Adam Troutman. He had a great year at that at that level. He actually had an 87.1 PFF run block grade. That's really big. So he was really nice in that area, which to me is great to see. And, and that's something that to me is very, very important when looking at a guy like Troutman and run blocking where they liked his run blocking, but it was college run blocking in Division One AA. It was the FCS, not the FBS. And he was coming from Dayton, and they weren't sure. And he blocked really well this year. So that's great to see. And the receiving really didn't get that shot. Only 15 receptions on 16 targets. Would like to see a little more from him. But he, I think he's going to continue to progress, and he's your tight end of the future. And I, I think he actually has a really good progression down the line. And I'm very excited to see what Adam Troutman can do. And then your second tight end would be Josh Hill. And then, to me, your third guy, especially if you're trying to win now and go all in, you have to hedge your bets a little bit with Troutman. And you're not paying Josh Hill a lot either. So, again, I feel like it was also a really good blocker. So you can bring in a third guy. I would bring in a guy like Trey Burton, who I feel like won't get a big contract, probably less than Jared Cook, probably one year, two, three million. That's kind of just hedging your bets a little bit. If, let's say, um, Troutman isn't so good or he gets hurt or something, you have someone who can go in there and do a pretty good job and 
do a good job blocking, could do a good job receiving. I bring in a veteran-type player there. Maybe you bring in another draft pick, but I'd rather not. I'd rather bring in a veteran guy that could do a lot of different things like Trey Burton. And I think, look, he doesn't do anything amazing, but he doesn't do anything, like, awful. And, you know, he could be a nice fill-in for you. So that's what I would do as a depth move, and that kind of runs out your offense. Because if you're coming in next year with um, Burton, Troutman, and Hill, that's a really good group. Really solid all around. Everyone can block. Everyone can pass catch. And to me, that's a nice group. And then you see pr- uh, progression from Troutman keep getting better and better and better. And he really ascends into, you know, your number one tight end, an impactful player. So that's really the case here for the tight end. So the only thing where you're going to get better from this whole skill position group is tight end and getting probably a veteran-type tight end to basically hedge your bets with Troutman. That's all I think this team needs on this skill position group, which is a big group. And to me, that's really good. And we'll talk about the offensive line next week and not much to talk about there as well. You should have your five starters coming back. Then it's kind of talking about a six guy and depth there. But besides that, I really think this offense is in really nice shape. And obviously your quarterback is your issue and you'll get that filled out, whoever it ends up being. And I think Winston, you look at him, I think he has a ton of talent. And I think with Sean Payton, he could bring it all together. And in theory, it should all work. I'm not 100% sure if it will, obviously not. But just looking at Winston, looking at his numbers, and looking at his progression versus other guys like Matthew Stafford, like very similar, very, very similar numbers. I'm actually writing an article on that with Jameis Winston and Matthew Stafford, how their first five years went similarly. And then, you know, you see Stafford get a lot better in his next contract. Now we'll see if Winston can with the Saints, wherever it ends up being. That's just kind of what I'm looking at there. I mean, a guy like Taysom Hill, if he can continue to get better and better and better, probably very shortly he's going to have to be exponentially better. But to get to this point, he had to be exponentially better. So, again, we have to continue that. But, again, I feel like even if you only have Winston in and Hill, you're probably going to be in good shape and be a playoff team, in my opinion. And then with Stafford, I think you're Super Bowl or bust mode again. So, again, or a guy like that, whoever it ends up being, I don't know what's going to happen in that area. And that, and that's why I would like to see what the Saints have in their quarterback room or, like, another veteran like Stafford, which I think they'll do. Like, Sean Payton usually in these off-season press conferences, he usually tells you the truth, and he said the answer's in our building. So unless he sees a great player outside, like a Matthew Stafford, that he can get for a good price, I think they're going to stay with Winston and Hill. That's just kind of what I'm thinking there. I mean, there were reports came out that the Saints were eager to sign Jameis Winston, eager to have a reunion with him. So I think all that stuff is really interesting. So again, that is going to wrap up, you know, our recap of the skill position group and this all this quarterback talk. I really think the Saints offense, there's going to be a lot of talk about it in the offseason, but I think with all the great coaching, it's actually in good shape. So that's just my opinion there. So with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Hootat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Hootat This. On Instagram, you can follow us at Hootat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Hootat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We are on all of those sites. Next episode, we'll obviously get to you with all the latest news. And then we're going to recap the offensive line from 2020. So, Again, I feel like looking at the skill position group just one last time, I think it's actually really solid. I think it's actually almost complete. Like one area would be tight end, but besides that, I think they're good to go. So I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose and who dat?